0: You're clocked out. We're locked in. You're listening to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: It's our Friday. It's our Friday. Yeah, it is. Welcome to Crunch Time. Matt Miguez here. On the game, it's 103.7 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station and your home for the LSU Tigers and World Series champion, Houston Astros. Our, our jolly old, our, our very own Chris Kringle producer and co-host is the one and only Mr. James Mesh. James, you struggled to put those headphones on over that Santa hat, didn't you? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. Okay.
2: I watched you hmm For about 30 seconds. It was not 30 <laughs> BS. I mean, okay. It was like five seconds. No, it was longer than that. No, it wasn't. It was closer to 10. Regardless, how are you, sir? Doing all right. It is not a Friday, but it sure feels like one. It's our Friday. It is. And that's all that matters. It's our Friday.
1: <laughs> We're going to have some fun on today's edition of Crunch Time. Game hotline is 337-706-0111. Here in Acadiana, you can watch us on the simulcast, Stadium 32.3 and Channel 133 on LUS Fiber. We're going to do one final preview of the Independence Bowl tomorrow in Shreveport, where temperatures at kickoff will be 24 degrees. With a wind chill of
2: nine, it's fine. It's fine. That's football weather, if you ask me. Oh my god, no. that's that's prime time. Nope, that is peak football weather. Wrong. In South in in Louisiana, that is peak football weather. No, in general,
1: that no. is peak football Wrong. weather. Wrong answer. Wrong answer.
2: Peak football weather is in the forties. I thought you were about to say something stupid, like in the '80s. No,
1: no, 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 no. <laughs> like, what's wrong with 40s, you? Forty, low fifties, upper forties. That's football weather. Well, that's just most optimal weather in general. Well, I mean that's fair, but that's that's football weather. Football. Uh uh-uh. In in a sport where you have to hit people and inflict pain, mm-hmm. it should not make it more. The weather should not make it more painful. No, wrong answer. No. That's no. the
2: that's the joy of the game. Oh, my God. Okay. Whenever whenever it's 30. The only thing that I don't like is whenever it's super windy. Like it will be tomorrow? Yeah. When at like and, 18 miles an hour? And Saturday in Cleveland? Correct.
1: Won't be won't be kicking field goals at all this weekend. Oh, dude.
2: If Go, if you have going a, forward on fourth if, down all weekend long. If you still have Will Lutz, and if you still have Cade York, and if you for some reason somehow have a Kenny Almanderas fantasy player... Look... I'm walking into, him. cut him. I, I'm walking up to Will's locker
1: tomorrow morning and being like look bud don't even put pads on like we're, we're not going to use you Gillikin can do kickoffs you just you know just take the day off maybe just squib it
2: right everybody starts at the 25 just do that everything goes out of bounds so everybody starts pretty much at midfield yep
1: let's Let's run the scoreboard.
2: It's the only only way these teams are going to be able to score 20-plus each.
1: God, it's going to be so ugly. We're going to preview Thursday night football tonight between the Jags and the Jets. Battle of top two quarterbacks from last year's class, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. One of them doesn't deserve it.
2: (laughs) Regardless if he deserves it or not, he was picked number two overall. He definitely was. He definitely was, but didn't deserve it. Doesn't
1: matter. Your opinion on that is irrelevant. He's still he's still number two overall. He is. So it's the battle of number one versus number two. Number one's gonna win. Spoiler alert. Would hope so. So uh, we'll, we'll preview that matchup. Corey Diaz will join us at four thirty to preview the independence bowl. Jake Crane's gonna join us a day early for Jake's takes at the top of our number two. And then at 5 30, Brian Fisher, who covers college football for Fox Sports. He will join us. We'll talk about National Signing Day. We'll talk about bowl games and much more. Looking at some top headlines, Desmond Ricks is about half an hour away from announcing where he will be playing college football for the next three or four years. And looking at social media, it's growing more and more likely that due to a big NIL deal, he will be going to Alabama. Are you surprised that an NIL deal is going to flip this young man? No. And if you are, you probably shouldn't be. Another big story for LSU, how about Jaden Daniels? Announcing that he will return for his senior season. Uh, I'm a little surprised. I'm a little not. Because I had some thought that maybe he would go to the NFL but as, as more time passed, it, it kind of started to feel like he would stay.
2: So, a little surprised, a little not. Not for me. I, I'm not going to say I fully guaranteed that he was going to, but I was definitely leaning towards him coming back to Baton Rouge because he wouldn't. I don't, I don't see where he would want to transfer to. Where, Baton Rouge is where he's had the most success. And if I were the player, like how Jaden Daniels is, I would have felt the same way. Me getting an injury in the SEC championship game, I would have felt like I have some unfinished business. I would have, I would want to run it back. Cuz even if I wanted to go to the NFL draft, I didn't I wouldn't have felt like I had done enough. Felt like I could have done more. Well to to help boost my draft stock. It's different now
1: with NIL. Cuz without NIL, I'm telling you right now Jane Daniels is going to the draft. Because you can't risk another year of getting in, another year of possibly getting hurt. Without taking money so Jaden Daniels without nil he he could have gone signed a contract for half a million a year and you know worked his way up from there nowadays with with the Nil you can stay at college and make half a million dollars a year so I mean it, it's obviously the smart decision for him it's a good decision for lSU um Interested to see what happens in that quarterback room now with Walker Howard and Garrett Nussmeier. Uh, also, let's not forget the, the signing of Ricky Collins yesterday out of Woodlawn, uh four-star quarterback recruit. So things will get interesting in, in that quarterback room here soon. Garrett Nussmeyer probably will not suit up in purple and gold. However, could I see him still wearing purple? James, I could see him going back home to Texas and going to TCU. I could see it. They need a quarterback. Jack Besh is there. He's a receiver that he already has chemistry with. He knows a lot of kids from the state of Texas because that's where he played high school ball. It makes sense. It makes sense. He's a gunslinger. TCU likes to throw the ball. It it just it makes sense. It definitely makes a lot of sense. Um, so I, I, could, I could see that move getting done here shortly after the bowl game in a couple weeks. Uh, poll question of the day. Talking about the Saints and Browns. Who wins? So far, 54% say Browns, 46% say Saints. Ton says, honestly, unless Deshaun just goes off, which is possible, Saints win by six. So, what, nine to three? Six-zero? Like, this game, don't get me wrong. Love the Saints. Always have. I don't know that I'm going to watch it. Why? Why? I'm just kidding. I'm going to watch it. But this game is going to be uglier than the 06 NFC title game. It's going to be very tough to watch. Which, if you don't remember that game, brutal, brutal day in Chicago. It was not a brutal day for the Bears. It was a brutal day for the Saints. Um, So... Going to be an interesting game, 12 o'clock noon. It's going to be the second coldest game in the league this weekend. A wind chill of negative 17 in Cleveland on, on Saturday. That is just going to be wild.
2: Wind showed 29 miles yep. per hour. Wind gusts were in the 60s. Yep. Precipitation percentage, 50%. It's like, uh Not optimal. Yeah, no, it's not. The, the weather's going to be terrible. The cold itself sure, the wind makes it a lot tougher. But in, and but, then throwing in the rain on top?
1: But in Cleveland?
2: And in Cleveland where there's going to be 98% cloud coverage in the sky, oh, it's going to be a dreary day. And, and even with all of that, they're still going to have a good crowd. Oh, dude, Cleveland. Cleveland
1: always shows up. They're crazy. They are nuts. They're gonna show up. They will wear six jackets and three beanies and whatever. They're gonna show
2: up. They're still gonna have that guy with the pumpkin head. Yeah, you, you're gonna have to right that crazy pumpkin. Oh. You you had heard about uh this is a little off track, but did you hear about that Kansas City fan? Yes. Oh yes. boy. Oh, it's it's Chiefs something. Aho- Chiefs holic. Oh, it, it's something. <laughs> that was that was an interesting story to
1: read. Speaking of National Signing Day. You hear the stories all the time about players flipping last minute. It's rare that you see a kid flip twice in 24 hours. Five star safety Peyton Bowen, the number 14 overall recruit and the number two safety in the country, flipped from Notre Dame to Oregon yesterday. However, never signed a national letter of intent. Well, now, today, he flips from Oregon to Oklahoma. And signs a letter of intent with the Sooners. The man committed to three schools in 24 hours. Wild. Commitment issues? Wild. Next year, Peyton Bowen enters the transfer portal. Yikes.
2: If we even get that far.
1: Yikes. Let's go to the hotline now. T, what's up?
3: Uh, Not too much. Merry Christmas to you and your family, man.
1: Merry Christmas to you, sir.
4: All righty.
3: Uh... Back to the Desmond Ricks uh, deal. Um, With this NIL stuff, I don't think uh, Brian Kelly owns a uh, Mercedes-Benz dealership, but I know somebody that does in Alabama, Mr. Nick Saban. So I think it's pretty easy, you know, to see the writing on the wall there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, know? you, you just look at, the, hey man, you, you see the keys to this G wagon right here? Come, come play for me, and it's it's yours. That's easy.
3: Nah, is that and when you're 18 years old, what would you do? Cool. <laughs> play, right?
1: play, play for Nick Saban and get a G wagon. Yeah, I'm going to Bama.
3: See what I mean? Absolutely, I'm
1: going to Bama, and uh, you can't blame the kid.
3: No, I mean, us is. Older adults can see, you know, come on, man. Why is he doing that? Dude, think about when you were that age. Right. Somebody would have
1: handed you keys to a brand-new car and a scholarship on a top football program. You'd be going, to
3: A four-wheel drive truck back then? What? Oh, yeah. (laughs) That shows my age now. (laughs) Easy. Easy decision. Very easy. But anyway, I hope he signs with... Uh, LSU, but if he
1: doesn't, I think we're all right. Oh yeah, LSU will be fine regardless. But uh, we'll we'll find out in about fifteen minutes or so. He's supposed to sign at four thirty.
3: I'll still be listening, my man. All
1: right, T. Appreciate you as always, hey, my man.
3: Well Hey, Merry uh, Christmas to all the listeners out
1: there. Appreciate you, T. Okay, buddy. You know, talking about the the NIL thing T brought up a good point. Brian Kelly doesn't own a Mercedes-Benz dealership, but Nick Saban does. And he can definitely use that to his advantage. Look, I'm not going to like give you the car, but while you're at the University of Alabama, you can drive it. Like like it, it's like a,
2: when you work for a car dealership and they give you a loaner vehicle, it's like renting a dorm, right? Right. <laughs> like when you graduate, you have to give it back, or it's like, or it's like you get to use the university gym for free whenever you want, twenty four seven, all access. But as soon as you graduate, I don't want to see you in here again. You are not allowed. Right. In. I don't. I don't want
1: to see you here again. You're trespassing. Um. So yeah. I mean, you could see it be that situation. Look, it, it's it, it's a loaner vehicle. You you got to give it back as soon as you leave. You Depending gonna, on how you play, if you play. I might buy it for
2: you. You might actually get it. Right. You might get to keep it if you become, like,
1: the top corner in the country. If you somehow win a Heisman. Oof. That's a tall task. (laughs) That is a very tall task. No, if, if he wins the Heisman, you better give him the whole dealership. That's rough. The biggest names in today's music taking over Gulf Shores, Alabama in 2023. Hangout Music Fest returns May 19th through the 21st with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Calvin Harris, Paramore, Little Nas X, and more. The Game has VIP passes to hang out. Enter in the Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. With VIP, you get access to exclusive viewing areas, stage-side pools, hot tubs, and gourmet food. Find out more at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Take a time out and we return, we have audio from both head coach Michael Desremo and and LSU head coach Brian Kelly recapping their respective signing classes. We'll do that next here on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station and your home for the LSU Tigers and the World Series champion, Houston Astros.
0: Helpful holiday tip number one. Remember to actually leave milk and cookies for Santa and not some hipster healthy option. The big fella is holly and jolly for a reason. This helpful holiday tip Brought to you by your family at the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station.
2: Yeah, Santa doesn't want none of that keto. He doesn't want that gluten-free. Give him some old-fashioned good cookies. Welcome back to Crunch Time. 421 right now. Let me tell you really quickly about Santa Barkley because... Santa's coming to town, but so is Santa Barkley. And he's going to be delivering $20 million in gifts this holiday season to all FanDuel customers. It doesn't matter if you've been naughty or nice, St. Chuck has something for everyone. Just check your FanDuel app for no sweat, same game parlays, bonuses, and all sorts of stuff that will fill you with holiday cheer. If you're new to FanDuel, now is the perfect time to sign up and remember to use promo code KLWB. The app is easy to use, they're always hooking you up with great promotions, and when you win, you'll get paid instantly. So see for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook and get in on the holiday spirit with $20 million in gifts from Santa Barkley. You must be 21 and older and present in Louisiana and permitted parishes only. Price toll is dependent on customer participation. Wager requirements apply. Gifts award is non-withdrawable site credit or free bets. See FanDuel.com for terms and conditions. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call one 770 stop
1: Man, I love me some Santa Barkley. Yeah, you do. I mean, St. Chuck. He, he's a good guy. You got St.
2: Nick, St. Chuck, um, St. Mesh. I don't know. Oh,
1: oh, you, you a saint?
2: Mm, let's not push it. Let's not
1: push it. One 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 saint at a time. Putting putting Charles as a saint is a stretch. Let's, one, one one at a time. One at a time. Brian Kelly met with the media yesterday following his 25 new signees in Baton Rouge. And he said, he talked about how there was a big difference between last year and this year in terms of getting ready for National Signing Day.
4: Yeah, I think, I think first of all, Getting to know the families and the individuals so much better. Um, You know, I I think I, I think there were a couple of uh, the freshmen last year that, you know, I I didn't even get a chance to meet the parents until they came on campus. You know, when they dropped their sons off, and that's not the way to recruit, obviously. But it was what it was. Um, This recruiting has been great in the sense that they've been over my home, I've been in their home, they've been on campus several times. So. You get, you get an, a connection, and that for me in a recruiting standpoint is that I, I'm going to know their son and be able to take care of their son, and uh, and that's what they want. So when, when we're talking about these players, um, could they transfer? Sure, but but you feel so much more confident that you've made the right choices and they've made the right choices, that LSU is the right place for them, and they're not here under um, false pretenses or – Uh, a quick sell, uh, or that you're selling a used car to them, that you're really selling uh, the right vision for them as to why they're here.
1: Brian Kelly also talked about just how much talent there is in a 45-minute radius of LSU.
4: Yeah, it's unmistakable in in a sense that, you know, first of all, uh, that they're so committed to LSU, right? They grew up LSU fans. Uh, That doesn't mean you can't recruit or you shouldn't recruit them as hard as everybody else. Matter of fact, I think we recruited them as well, if not better, because of that. We wanted to make sure that there was um, no stone unturned with our our local players as well, that we did as well as if you were from Texas or Ohio. Um, But there's such a you know, as the flagship university, uh, there's such a passion for LSU, and and it's, and it's seen by such uh, strong um, high school football in this particular area.
1: And then lastly, Brian Kelly talked about how he was excited about their signees and staying within the SEC footprint.
4: The 25 that we've signed, we are super excited about. And I know personally I've gotten a chance to spend t- a lot of time with each one of them. Um, and again, as I said earlier, uh, and have said consistently since I've taken the job, we've got to pull our base. And, uh, you know, ten of them are from the state of Louisiana. Um, they're also um, part of a, a very talented uh, group of players from this state. I think uh, when, we, when we look at it, I think uh, of the top players, uh, I think uh, eight of them uh, are, are, you know, top 15 players here in the state of Louisiana. And we stayed in an SEC footprint for the most part. You know, 21 of the 25 signees are from SEC, uh, from the SEC footprint. We did move nationally because of our brand recognition. We're in Maryland, Minnesota, Nevada, and Ohio. But, again, this is an SEC footprint.
1: Switching over to the Cajuns now, Michael Desermo met with the media from Shreveport, Louisiana, uh, following National Signing Day yesterday. He spoke about the tight ends coming to the team. He focused a lot on Cody Jackson as well as Jeremiah Moses in that DB group. But probably one of the most important signings he made was replacing or or filling the hole left by graduating senior Andre Jones at the defensive end position.
5: Yeah, so when you go through it, I mean, I think, you know, if you look at the D-line guys that we've signed, you know, Mason Clinton, okay, this guy is is huge. Um, he's a he's a kid that we we were recruiting early on. We were kinda we were kinda full in that spot at the moment. And then you know you have some things that shake out and we've recruited him the whole way. You end up getting the guy, I mean he's 6'5, 270 pounds. So he's an end slash interior guy. Right now, I think he's gonna come in and he's gonna start for us at in, but this is gonna be a really big kid. I mean he's young, you know, he's got a lot of upside. Xavion uh, Coleman is another one that's got a little bit of flexibility inside and out. Xavion's a kid; he's played two years of football. Um, he was a basketball player, and whenever we met him last spring, when we got him over here, he was a 300 pounder. Well, he's gotten into the off season; he's changed his body. He's down now to 275 pounds and moving around really good. And it's like, well, now you this guy's going to be a big dude too, you know. So for us, he's got some flexibility at end and at nose. Um, Chase Edwards is definitely an end. Um, you know, six seven, two sixty five. I mean, really, really long. Um, he's kind of like our. You know, you it's you always <laughs> you always try to get kids that you see traits from your current former players. You know, Andre Jones is is he fits in that type of mold. Uh, bigger and longer than Andre, um, and certainly you know he's got to put in that type of work. But Chase has been bright for us throughout this whole thing.
1: The Cajuns will look to do battle tomorrow with the with the Cougars of Houston up in Shreveport. Clayton Toon leading that offense along with Nate Dell uh, run by Dana Holgerson. Really high-powered offense. Really great passing attack. Uh, Toon closing in on 4,000 yards on the year. Speaking of a high-powered offense, the New Orleans Bowl last night was a lot more lopsided than I thought it was going to be.
2: 44
1: to 23, James, in favor of Western Kentucky over South Alabama. Austin Reed, the quarterback for Western Kentucky. Listen to this stat line 36 of 55, 497 yards. And four
2: touchdowns. Yikes. Mountaineers country, let's ride. Yikes. Er, no, that's the wrong team. Hilltoppers, baby. Yeah. The Hilltoppers. I was thinking of West Virginia for some reason.
1: Well, it's close. Western, West. It's close. I know, but wrong you're, program.
2: You're good. It's
1: fine. Um, Western Kentucky finishing 9-5. and five. Austin Reed will return for his senior season as a hilltopper, while South Alabama closed out their biggest season in school history with an overall record of 10-3. and three. If you were looking for great stocking stuffers for the holiday season, then look no further than the Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. As a member of our rewards club, you'll have the opportunity to score some excellent prizes like a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse at Cybers Bayou Casino Resort or a $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen at Cybers Bayou Casino Resort. But you can only score these great stocking stuffers by becoming a member of the game clubhouse 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. It's free. It's simple. Go sign up today. We'll take a timeout here on Crunch Time, and when we return, Corey Diaz of the Daily Advertiser will join us live from Shreveport. We'll preview the Cajuns and Cougars in the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl tomorrow at 2 o'clock right here on The Game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and World Series champion Houston Astros. Houston Astros.
0: Helpful holiday tip number 12. Use caution when adding bourbon to your eggnog. Everyone likes a good time, but no one wants to see you have a pants down, face down in the yard good time, okay? This helpful holiday tip brought to you by your family at the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: 36 after the hour. Santa Claus is coming to town. Just three days away. Here on the game. Independence Bowl tomorrow up in shivering Shreveport, Louisiana. Corey Diaz with the Daily Advertiser. Already there. Already cold. Corey, how are you, sir?
6: Hey, guys. I don't know what you're talking about, man. It's, uh, it's beautiful and balmy up here in, in uh, Shreveport for the Independence Bowl. So, uh, sitting here. Uh, right in front of a fire. Uh so I'm sweating, man. <laughs>
1: Cory Corey Diaz is living the dream on a Thursday afternoon.
6: Listen, man, you gotta listen. It is I, I think the, the tip's about twenty degrees outside right now and the wind is a blowing is blowing about twenty miles an hour. If you can access a, a fire, you need to do it up here that because it is look this is what the conditions are basically going to be like tomorrow like at kickoff for this game I don't know how the guys are going to be able to play football tomorrow this is this is this is like Lambeau Field weather like it's it's I, it's it's been a long time since I've been involved with a with a sporting event that's had weather like this uh, this is it's going to be tough man um, everybody's going to be froze so I'm wondering how these offenses are going to operate how these defenses are going to tackle cuz it's going to hurt when you tackle, right? I it, this is going to be a fascinating game tomorrow.
1: Make sure your seat's next to me. I'm bringing a portable fireplace with me.
6: Beautiful. Yes. I will, I will <laughs> gladly move my name tag around in order to ensure that I'm I'm right by that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Corey, give me your thoughts on the 22 new players coming to uh UL next year.
6: Sure. Um, you know, I think um, you know, I think the biggest area area of needs right when you think about you know uh, who would be leaving uh the program this year um and where those where those needs would be Uh, you know i thought you know i thought des and and his staff did a good job of attacking you know say the linebacker position both uh lines on the on the line of scrimmage um you know the wide receiver spot i think is is a place where yeah you're going to have some guys you know that have that have played in a lot of games and and um you know, will probably be counted on to do a lot more than what they've done this year, next year. Um, but you also need some bodies there. You need some depth at the, at the wide receiver spot. So uh, I thought the staff did a, a good job of uh, addressing areas of need. Um, you know, and, and they added a couple of other pieces that you know, say like Elijah Davis at the running back spot that I think is going to be a good addition. um, Not necessarily a, a, a you know, an area of need for this team with, you know, the the Draylen Washingtons and the Terrence Williams and the, you know, uh, all those guys that they have at that spot. But, you know, you, you get in some of those guys like that, you know, that can come in and, and compete in positions that, you know, maybe at the beginning doesn't look like they're going to find their way onto the field, but ultimately they could, you know, work their way into some sort of role. Um And so, look, and it's not, uh, let's be honest, right? I think this class you know by the two four seven sports composite right ranks you know high nineties um so it's it's not gonna have you know that wow factor with a with a particular name or you know however many stars is by a particular player's name um but you know you have to look at how these these coaches evaluate you know these players and and obviously in a couple of years' time you know i think we'll we'll have a much better idea of how well. You know this class went for you know for Des and, and his staff, and looking at, and it's his first you know it's his first full recruiting cycle since taking over the, the program. So um, you know the, it was a, it was an important class, and so I do think there are some questions, um, but when you when you specifically look at where they needed to add players uh, to help with whether it be depth or, or you know potential guys that could see the field early, um, you know I think there's some there's some good things with what they did at those four positions for sure.
1: Now, you know, focusing on the bowl game tomorrow, what, what's been the message from, from Michael Desermo before tomorrow's game? Obviously, you talked about the weather being a huge factor. You're going to be without some of your big pieces with guys like Andre Jones and Michael Jefferson opting out. What's kind of been the mindset and the message of the team headed into this game?
6: Yeah, you know, you know, Matt. I think that's kind of that's kind of where it starts um, for, <clears throat> excuse me, for for Des and his staff with these guys, right? It's it's about, you know, it's about who wanted to be here. It's about who wanted to play, you know, with, with the with the team and and with their teammates. Um, you know, I think that's been a message that they that they've been peddling. Um, it's you know, we we worry about you know who we have with us and just make sure you play. You know, for the guy next to you, Um, you know, and and we spent some time today talking with, um, you know, Zion Hill Green and and Chris Smith, you know, two guys who have declared, you know, for the 2023 NFL draft, but have also decided, you know, to play one final time, uh, you know, for the Raging Cajuns and for this team. And both of those guys echoed sentiments of, you know, we wanted to play not for ourselves, but we wanted to play – for the guys next to us. We wanted to play for our teammates, um, you know, and I, th- I think that's what it is for UL up here at the Independence Bowl. Look, obviously, look, this is not a destination bowl thing. You stretch the imagination in the sense of, like, you're not playing in, you know, South Florida. Like, the weather is going to be absolutely dreadful tomorrow for the football game. So, obviously, you're not you're not playing for, you know, a, a world-class weather experience. Uh, you have to find something else, and I think this team is is rallying around you know playing for one another um and it's going to be interesting to see uh what the the actual product is going to look like tomorrow because it's i mean i just with what the weather is going to look like man it's i just don't know how they're going to do it i'm glad i'm going to be in the press box man cuz it's down there on the field man i know it's just going to be just just absolutely dreadful
1: i absolutely echo that sentiment uh, i do i do not feel I do not envy our friend Cody Juno, who's going to be the sideline reporter for the game tomorrow.
6: Oh, yeah, we're going to have to. Might have to go to the academy tonight, man, and just buy a bunch of hand warmers for him. And when I see him tomorrow, just 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 dump a load on him because right. it's going to. I mean, I, I look. I I know. I know these players. They you know they all have their different you know methods on how you stay warm, right? Um, but man, I just I just don't know how it's going to work tomorrow. I mean, it's. It's going to be absolutely cold, and, and uh, it's easily probably going to be the coldest game that any of these players, especially from uh, the University of Louisiana. I think it's going to be the coldest game they've ever played in. You know, the guys talked earlier today about the coldest game. It was, was 2020 season up at Appalachian State. It's going to be colder here tomorrow than what it was up there in Boone, North Carolina, a couple of years ago. and I believe that was a late November game, I believe. Um, so um, it's going to be colder than that. So I I don't know, man. It's It's going to be wild. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Chat with Corey Diaz of The Daily Advertiser. You know, looking at Houston, we've talked about it before, they can sling the ball around with, with guys like Clayton Toon and Nate Dell at the wideout spot. Toon, you know, closing in on 4,000 passing yards so far this season. He's also their leading rusher. Uh, you know, when you've got a guy like that that can do it all, what what's kind of the, the defensive game plan for Lamar Morgan and his defense?
6: Well, look. I know. I know. uh, Holgerson was very much uh, tongue in cheek this morning, right? About um, you know implementing the triple option, you know, because of what the weather conditions are going to be. But listen, with what the wind is going to be doing tomorrow, I mean, it is going to affect depending on where, what direction the wind is blowing, and what direction you're heading on the field. Uh, the win will affect what play call, what, you know, especially passing plays, what you call uh, in a particular situation. If, if I'm Lamar Morgan and the defensive guys out there for, for the Cajuns, I'm, I am 100% trying to make Clayton tune either try to throw the ball downfield <clears throat> or just, just have him simply sit back and, and try to complete, you know, 10 to 12 yard passes and in 20 mile an hour wins. I mean, it's, the ball will be affected by what the wind's going to be doing tomorrow. And as long as you can have decent coverage, man, um, it's going to be hard to throw the ball tomorrow. And Houston has really struggled to run the football this year, you know, outside of Clayton tune. And so um, with them not having, you know, those, those guys at the running back spot that they can really count on, I I do think it gives a leg up, um, to UL and its defense in this matchup. Um, you know, they're just kind of having to, to not to fall into a cliche here, but maybe you're riding the wind a little bit, right? Um, because yeah, super talented quarterback, you know, Dell at the wide receiver spots, probably, you know, I would say top 10, top 15 receiver in this class that's eligible for the draft. Um, you know, so it, there's a lot of talent out there, but, you know, how it can be utilized is going to be the biggest question because the, the weather, man, is just going to be such a big question mark.
1: How big of a factor will Chris Smith and, and Draylen Washington be in this game, especially Chris Smith? Because like you just talked about, with the wind, it's going to be harder to throw the football. You're going to have to depend on your running game as much as possible. Chris Smith could be set up to have a big day tomorrow.
6: Yeah, you know, I, I would be surprised if, if Chris doesn't touch the ball, uh, at least 20 times tomorrow. Uh, and that, and that could be, you know, say, you know, 15 carries or, you know, 17 carries and then, you know, handling kickoff or even punt return duty. Um, uh, 'cause cause I do think, um, I do think some NFL teams would like to see him return the ball. Um, it, it's, you know it's like he said earlier today right they're going to they're going to have to be good um uh, running the football tomorrow now uh, Houston um their defense has been pretty good um at stopping the run and i think they're i think they're top 15 in the nation in um uh, you know stopping ball carriers behind the line of scrimmage you know so they do get penetration um, and they, uh, seem to finish, uh, really well once they, you know, once they make contact, uh, especially with a, with a guy behind the last scrimmage. So to me, the, the biggest thing for, for Chris Smith and, and Draylon Washington and, and, um, Terrence Williams, if he plays, uh, you know, it, it's, it's breaking that initial, breaking that initial tackle. If you can get, if you can get yards after contact tomorrow, I think that's going to be the biggest thing for the raging Cajuns and to be able to, you know, like we kind of talked about with this offense all year long, right, Matt, it's, it's it's being able to sustain drives and move the chains and not go three and out or not get one first down and then having the punt. If this team, if they can, behind Chris Smith and the offensive line, um, if they can string together seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven 10, 11 play drives, uh, it, it's going to be a win in the end. Um you know, now kicking field goals in the wind tomorrow. Like, what's that going to be like? No one knows. So it's like, it's, I don't know. Tomorrow kind of feels like, you know, some of these drives, if you can burn five minutes and you end up settling for a punt, that weirdly may be a win. Um, because, you know, the weather is, is going to be doing what it's doing. I know I've said weather a lot, but it, I mean, if you're in Freeport right now, just step outside. That's a huge like, It's a you'll huge see exactly factor. What I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's absolutely awful outside right now. So, um, You know, they just have to sustain drives, man. Move the chains, stay on the field. Um, and and Chris Smith, um, you know, he, he needs, he needs a game. He needs to put a final stamp on, on his college career, uh, in order to help himself, um, as he gets ready for the next step. And, um, he seems determined, uh, to, to put together a performance that's going to do that tomorrow.
1: You know, with with the Independence Bowl and the the patriotic theme of it all, there's no way the Cajuns don't wear their black helmets tomorrow with the red, white, and blue decal, right?
6: <laughs> there's no uh, way. Uh, there's there's been some hints, right? Um, we we haven't we haven't quite quite got official word on, on what on what the the uni watch is, um, but I I have a hard time uh, imagining them. You know, not wearing the the, the American flag lids, um, but you know, uh, we we certainly don't make those calls. Uh, maybe the players do. Maybe they get a vote on what they want to wear. Um, so we'll we'll see, man. I, I, like I said, I, I, obviously, you know, it makes sense for them to wear uh, to wear those. Um, so I guess we'll I guess we'll know. You know, say. Noonish tomorrow, when the first group of players, you know, take the field for pregame warmups. I guess we'll, I guess we'll know.
1: Corey, I'm going to put you on the spot before you run. Score prediction.
6: Good question. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, maybe, maybe the first team to 17 points wins this thing. Um, just with just the weather and the wind and how, how just awful and miserable it's going to be. Um, you know uh, i guess i guess give me the cougars 17 uh, 12 uh, i think it's a close game i don't think either team's going to blow the other out um i just think you know with with Tuna quarterback with dell at receiver uh you know these are these are nfl caliber guys and they're probably the best quarterback receiver tandem that ul has seen um and I know they potentially could be one-dimensional with kind of the lack of a consistent run game that they've had this year. But uh, these guys seem to be, um, from what I've seen on film, really good playmakers, and they seem to be really in tune and in rhythm with one another. Um, I just think maybe they make one more play uh, than the Cajuns do tomorrow uh, inside an Intuit Stadium, and, and come away with a you know with a four to five-point win.
1: Corey Diaz of the Daily Advertiser joining us. Corey, stay warm tonight, my friend, and uh, I'll see you in the morning.
6: Sounds good, brother. Safe travels up, my man. See you then.
1: There he goes, Corey Diaz of the Daily Advertiser. We'll take a time out. We're up, up hour number one on the other side. Here on the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, and you're home for the LSU Tigers and world champion, Houston Astros. <laughs>
0: Helpful holiday tip number 24, do not buy your wonderful wife a mixer or knife set or any other kitchen item. Since she puts up with you all year, she deserves jewelry, you filthy animal. This helpful holiday tip, brought to you by your family at the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station.
2: Welcome back to Crunch Time. Hope you're enjoying it so far as this will be the last one before the holiday season, before Christmas. We won't be back until Tuesday. want to currently look at the poll question. Who wins Saturday afternoon between the Saints and the Browns? It is dead even right now, Matt, at 50% apiece. A couple more Saints picks more recently since before it was leaning towards the Browns.
1: Yeah, you know, it, it, Corey talked about it with the Cajun's game tomorrow. Saturday's going to be another game that you just it with with the way, the way the weather's gonna be, it's so hard to even discuss how the game's gonna go because you don't you you don't know. Yeah. You've you no idea how that game's gonna turn out.
2: This one's gonna be wildly unpredictable, but one thing that kind of feels a little more predictable is kind of looking ahead since i said we won't be here monday so i wouldn't be able to do the monday night football parlay for you i want to tell you that one of the things that you one of the things that i love about betting on the nfl is that i'm always finding new players or game props that i like and you can always find it on fanduel sportsbook because you, because you can combine these props with other bets from the same game to score an even bigger payout perfect for monday night football between the chargers and colts i'm gonna take an austin eckler anytime touchdown a michael piment anytime touchdown and then the Chargers money line, same game parlays is just one of the reasons why I bet with FanDuel. It's easy to place your bet fast during a game if you see a trend that you like. And there's odds boosts and specials each day and some super big boosts each weekend around the biggest local and national matchups. There's no feeling nailing a same game parlay bet, so lock in your bet today on FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now new customers can get $150 in free bets win or lose with promo code KLWB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 and older and present in Louisiana, and permitted parishes only. First, on, first online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issues is non withdrawable free. Best that expire 14 days after the receipt. Restrictions apply to terms at sportsbook.fanDuel.com. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1 877 770 STOP.
1: Hour number one just about in the books. Hour number two, going to kick it off with Jake Crane doing Jake's takes. And then at 5.30, Brian Fisher of Fox Sports joins us to talk National Signing Day and college football right here on the game at Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, and it is your home for the LSU Tigers and the World Series champion, Houston Astros.
0: You're clocked out. We're locked in. You're listening to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: It's hour number two of a Thursday, Friday, fun day shindig. Matt Miguez, James Mesh, Game Hotline is 337-706-0111. Here in Acadiana, watch us on the simulcast at Stadium 32.3 and Channel 133 on LUS Fiber. In the first hour, we discussed the Cajuns preparing for the Independence Bowl tomorrow. It's going to be a brutally cold one. If I come into the studio on Tuesday and there's still some icicles in my beard, you'll you'll know why. Um, We also talked Thursday night football and national signing day we'll get into national signing day a little bit more right now as well as the nfl this weekend jake's takes with our guy jake crane jake how are you sir
7: gentlemen i'm doing very well how are y'all doing today
1: fantastic man ready for this cold weather to get
7: here yeah you know look i'm I'm not as in love with it as i'm guessing you are i coached in montana you know for a year which is you know basically right next, next to where the grinch is so uh, I've had my fair share and, and plenty uh, of cold weather, but you know it's a nice change up every now and then.
1: So look, yesterday, beginning of early signing period, still waiting on Desmond Ricks to make his decision, but yesterday was nuts.
7: Yeah, look, signing day is always nuts. Uh, and now, you know, with the transfer portal and, and you know, adding that, you know, uh, kind of uh, on top of the ice cream that is signing day. I mean, we all love recruiting. We all follow it because we all know how important it is. I mean, you got to get the players in there to be able to develop them and, and build the culture the way you want. Uh, you know, some superlatives, obviously, Alabama and Georgia, shocker there. I was impressed with the Oregon and Dan Lanning, what they were able to do after losing uh, five-star quarterback Dante Moore to UCLA a couple days ago. They really finished with a flurry, and they, they're still adding, and that did not count the tackle they got from the transfer portal. Uh, I thought Hugh Freeze and Auburn did a really good job as well with the limited time that they had. And Even Matt Rule at Nebraska I thought did a pretty good job, and, and he's not the flashiest guy when it comes down to it. So, yeah, it's always nuts. Uh, in my opinion, though, there should be a signing window. You should be able to sign from August 1st until the February, uh, the second signing period that we call it. Uh, I I just, I don't understand why we just, you know, do it on two or three days.
1: Well, talking about Desmond Ricks, he's deciding between LSU and Alabama. Don't you find it a little unfair that Nick Saban owns a Mercedes-Benz dealership and Brian Kelly doesn't?
7: Well, I mean, look, who who knows with Nick Saban? I mean, at the end of the day, it's, uh, again, he's the greatest of all time. And, he works in ways that, that people you know really don't see coming. So, yeah, it obviously helps. But, you know, Brian Kelly's not coming, bringing a uh, knife to a gunfight by any stretch of the imagination, though, when it comes down to being able to offer kids, you know, obviously a great place to play and a place that loves their football. But there's some pretty good incentive to come to LSU, if you know what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, no, I, I definitely know what you're saying, Jake. Now... You know, fantasy football is starting to wrap up as we're getting into to the heat of some playoff battles right now. How are your, uh, your fantasy football teams doing?
7: Well, in one league, uh, I'm the number one seed. In another league, I literally finished fifth. Uh, didn't make the four-teamer. Scored the third most points out of any other team in the fantasy league and gave up the second most points, and it put me at fifth. It's just unbelievable. Out of my control. You know, all I can do is go out there and be top four in points and see where the chips fall. I can't help it what other people do. I'm not out there able to play defense.
1: I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Thursday Night Football tonight, Jets and Jags, Wilson versus Lawrence. I mean, going into the 2021 draft, you would have thought this game would have been a massive showdown, but now, eh, not so much.
7: Yeah, you know, the Jags have been playing pretty well lately. The Jets, this is pretty much a must-win in my opinion. And, yeah, look, Zach Wilson – Went from riding in the fear with the, the Cougar in the car to getting his job taken. Uh, and Mike White doing a good job of coming in there, and, and, you know, until he got hurt, obviously. It's going to be interesting to see how they handle that situation. But he's got a chance to turn it around, though. You go have a big game tonight at home, uh, flip the script, get that eighth win. But the Jags are coming in confident after what they did to the Cowboys. It seems like Trevor Lawrence isn't making detrimental decisions when they're in good situations. Now when it's third and goal and early in the game and he scrambles after breaking a tackle in the backfield, he doesn't throw it into a crowd and, and it get intercepted. He's throwing the ball away so they can kick a field goal. It's little things like that where Trevor was just trying to do too much and not letting his you know, the big plays happen and not trying to create a big play every play. Now that he's doing that, he seems a lot more comfortable, he seems a lot more accurate.
1: Christmas Day, the NBA five games on tap. Sixers, Knicks, Lakers, Mavs, Bucks, Celtics. Grizzlies, Warriors, Suns, Nuggets. What are your thoughts on these matchups?
7: Well, uh, it's the regular season, so nobody's going to play defense, but it's always, it does seem like they play harder on Christmas Day, though. I'll give them that. Uh, Look, uh, the West right now is such a logjam. It's kind of crazy to watch when you look at all the teams that really have, you know, that are at the top that haven't separated themselves. I mean, I think it's fantastic. Uh, Look, it's, again, at the end of the day, it's an offensive league. We know that. Uh, you'll just give me the teams with the best offenses: the Sixers, the Bucks. Uh, obviously, it's what Giannis is able to do, and and what the aliens that the Sixers have running around with Embiid and that crew. Uh, so yeah, Christmas Day basketball, I enjoy it. Uh, I'm going to be keeping my eye on a couple of them.
1: Chatting with Jake Crane, host of Crane and Company. All right, Jake, let's make some picks. Saints and Browns up in snowy, dreadful, disgusting Cleveland.
7: The under. That's who I picked to win. I think it's like 32-and-a-half, and, man, that's a lot of points with these two offenses. Uh, even though, you know, Deshaun is back for the Browns, I just don't, don't trust the Saints' offense. They're going to stick to the ground uh, I, I, ground game. It's going to be tough to get Shahid out uh, and hitting those big plays down the field like you saw early against the Falcons. But, uh, you know, again, from a, from a who's going to win standpoint, give me the Browns at home. Uh, the Saints just find ways to either keep games close that they should win by a lot are just lose games. I mean, the fact that they beat that Falcons team by three after the way they started the game, uh, it's just, you know, it is what it is.
1: Seahawks and Chiefs, this game feels interesting. Uh, the, the Chiefs, obviously, one of the top teams in the league, and, and the Seahawks having a much better year than many people anticipated.
7: Yeah, look, the Seahawks are a great story. What Geno Smith and Pete Carroll and that crew's been able to do up there after, you know, absolutely fleecing the Broncos now that you look back at it in that trade during the offseason. I think I like the Chiefs at home. Uh, It's going to be really cold, Uh, so you're going to see whose run game is better. I think the Seahawks' run game is good enough to be able to keep them in it. The question is, is their run defense good enough uh, to be able to contain Patrick Mahomes and not let him be able to hit that play action in the intermediate game and make those safe throws that you have to do in cold weather and snowy weather like that. I think the Chiefs are a 10-point favorite. Don't know if they're going to cover that, uh, but I do like them to win at home
1: giants and Vikings Jake do you think Minnesota is a pretender
7: I, I don't believe in them 100% if that's what you're asking me I mean they find ways to win and that's great but you can't make a living coming back in all these games you're going to get caught in the playoffs one time and you're not going to have the ball bounce your way the defense has got to start playing better I mean they've given up what over 400 yards in their last uh five games uh, and and have barely had any turnovers I know they got a couple against the Colts in that comeback but uh, look, the Giants, they need it uh, after coming off a big win against the Commanders they're trying to try and continue to separate themselves. They've got a lot of momentum. You're going to be playing on a fast track indoors there in Minnesota. But I do like the Vikings at home.
1: Bengals and Patriots.
7: Oh, man, the way the Patriots lost last week, I mean, I, I still can't believe it. We talked about it on the show. Uh, but when I look at this game, I, I think Joe Burrow and them, while they were handed that game on a silver plotter against the Bucks last week, that third quarter that the Bucks had uh, was like watching a horror movie. I mean, I had my fingers over my eyes, barely able to watch it. It was so bad. But they find a way to win, and they're getting healthier. You know, obviously getting Boyd back, getting Higgins back is big. Um, but I do think they went on the road. I just don't trust the Patriots.
1: Commanders and 49ers.
7: Ooh. Give me the 49ers. I think the over runners is like 37 and a half. I, I just that defense with Fred Warner and D'Amico Ryan's running it, it. They're the best defense in football. Uh, I know the offense with Brock Purdy looked really good. He on the road when he knew he was going to be the starter when he had to come off the bench. Uh, I don't think there's any way the 49ers don't win this game.
1: Can Gardner Minshew bring some Minshew Mania and beat the Cowboys?
7: No, especially the way the Cowboys played last week. I mean, they were so not. They were so nonchalant. It looked like their head wasn't in it. Then they got the lead and thought the game was over. They're going to be locked in and focused. And without Jalen Hurts and and that elite running game at the quarterback position, uh, they're going to be a lot more one-dimensional than they've been. I love Devontae Smith, the Slim Reaper, A.J. Brown, uh, you know, strong Batman. I mean, the whole crew they got, Dallas, uh, Dallas Goddard's coming back. But I think the Cowboys win this one.
1: Packers and Dolphins.
7: Give me the Dolphins, man. Aaron just doesn't have enough weapons. Uh, the Dolphins need this one the way they've been playing. I know they played pretty good against the Bills, but they, there's bound to be a game here soon where Tyreek Hill freaks out. I think this is the one.
1: Going to the college ranks, what are your thoughts on South Alabama dropping the New Orleans Bowl last night to Western Kentucky?
7: Man, we played terrible. No excuse. No excuse. Uh, Western Kentucky starting two offensive tackles were out. Like, I was very disappointed. It was a great year. I don't want to take anything away from the year. I mean, you win 10 games, but just a bad performance. And you just had to go down to New Orleans from Mobile, so there shouldn't have been a lot of distractions. But very, uh, very underwhelmed with the performance of the Jags last night.
1: Wake Forest and Missouri,
7: a lot of points, a lot of points. Missouri's—they're uh, missing a couple of key guys on defense. Wake Forest could have everybody on defense. They're still a bad defense. Sam Hartman versus Brady Cook. I think Missouri wins this game, but I love the over at fifty-nine right now.
1: And then you know I'm going to ask you about this one: Louisiana and Houston in the Independence Bowl.
7: Yeah, well, i got to go Houston here. Uh, Clayton tuning in, them. it's been a letdown year. They want to finish it on a, on a good note. Pretty much all their players are playing. The last time I checked, I just think Houston's the more talented team over four quarters.
1: Jake Crane, host of Crane & Company, joining us for Jake's takes each and every week. Jake, appreciate you as always, bud. Have a Merry Christmas to you and your family, and uh, we'll do it again next week.
7: Sounds good, guys. Appreciate y'all.
1: And there he goes, Jake Crane the host of Crane & Company. One thing that's rather odd, North Texas has a quarterback that has just entered the transfer portal, and his name is Austin Aune, A-U-N-E however you would pronounce that. He's a junior in college. James, he's 29 years old. 29. The young man played baseball out of high school, played for six years with the Yankees organization, was released and said, you know what? I think I've still got my college football eligibility. Let's go have some fun. Let's go see what, what we could what we can do. That is intriguing. I didn't realize that there was a grown man playing college football. Twenty nine years old.
2: Didn't Brandon Whedon not enter the NFL till twenty eight? Something like that. 26, 27, 28, something like that. I mean, Taysom didn't get into the league until 27, but that's because he spent four years uh, yeah, he doing was, Mormon things. He, he Yeah,
1: he, he left college and, and went went do like a mission and then went to the NFL. So it was
2: like that, that's irrelevant because yeah. he was still a, a kind of somewhat normal 22, 23. Correct. But 29, 29.
6: And he still has two years left. He's He's going to be playing college ball until 31! What
2: is this? I'm curious to see who actually takes a chance on him since he's entering the portal. Who
1: is this? Speaking of transfer portal, how about former Texas A&M defensive back Denver Harris has signed with LSU. The former five-star DB will suit up in purple and gold. LSU's been after him for a couple months now. So definitely a, a big signing to add on to for Brian Kelly. Still waiting on word from Desmond Ricks, uh, what he will do. A- again, you know, with when you're looking between Alabama and you're down to Alabama, Florida, and LSU, it's just one of those things where, you know, you got to you got to look at the team. As a whole, especially at that position, and figure out what's going to be best for you. Um, obviously, he's got some connections with LSU with J.V. and Toviano, uh, but again, you know, if Alabama's going to come in and offer him this massive NIL deal, I mean, you can't exactly blame the young man for for wanting to explore that. So definitely interested to see what he will do Uh, 630 Eastern. So we're looking at about 13 minutes from now. Uh, He will make his decision. And as he makes it, we will let you know the decision right here on the game. Listen to all your favorite Christmas classics or local Cajun Christmas songs on the Louisiana Christmas Channel. Nonstop Christmas music 24-7 on the Louisiana Christmas Channel. Listen live at LAChristmasChannel.com or download the mobile app for both Apple and Android devices. And you can even listen on your Amazon Alexa. Listen to some holiday cheer with the Louisiana Christmas Channel. We'll take a time out when we return. James Mesh and I will make our picks for the weekend. And then at 5.30, Brian Fisher of Fox Sports joins us to talk National Signing Day right here on The Game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, and your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros.
0: Helpful holiday tip number 36. Your precious little ones should receive a few boxes of boring clothes under the tree. Yeah, they'll surely be disappointed, but that helps build character. This helpful holiday tip Brought to you by your family at the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: So, before we get to the hotline, Travis Hunter held up his end of the deal last night. When his YouTube channel got to 100,000 subscribers, he announced where he was going to play football. But it wasn't a school that anybody expected. Um, are we surprised that he stayed with Dion, and is going to Colorado? Uh, no. No, no, we're not. Let's go to the game hotline. Jamie Green, what's up, sir?
8: Hey, good uh, good evening. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and to Mr. Mesh and to y'all's families. I hope y'all are doing well.
1: Doing fantastic, sir. Merry Christmas to you as well.
8: I appreciate it. I, I apologize for the child in the background, but uh, she was asleep just a few minutes ago. <laughs> 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 love I want to go huh? on the the poll question real real quick, and I, I just wanted to say this: uh, I trust I trust gas station sushi more than I trust Deshaun Watson to win a football game. So I'm going to hope that the Saints can pull it off. But then I got to say this: I trust Deshaun Watson in a massage parlor more than I trust the Saints' defense to win in a matchup they're supposed to. So I guess we'll see which one wins, but uh, I'm going Saints. I hope they win by like you know, 50.
1: I don't know that the two teams are going to combine for 50, Jamie. <laughs> but I, I do I it. do understand what what you're what you're what you're getting at. Uh, you can't trust Deshaun to win, and then you can't trust the Saints defense to keep you in it.
8: Exactly. The Saints have been snatching defeat from the jaws of victory all season, man. and I just. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But like I said, I hope the the Saints can beat them. And uh, I hope you guys have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I'm going to get out of here and and, and save you guys from the screams. I apologize. I love
1: love the kid in the background, man. Y'all have a great weekend. Merry Christmas, Jamie. All
8: right. Merry Christmas, guys.
1: Oh, got to love that. Kids off of school, having fun, screaming in the background. That's great. That's great. Um... Yesterday, Trevor Penning met with the media. Is he actually going to get a start this weekend, James?
2: At this point, probably. I mean, it Cause needs C- to happen. Because Caesar Ruiz, what, IR, what, are you, what are you waiting on? Andrews Pete, out for the game.
1: He's healthy. The best way he's going to learn, throw him in there. At this point, that's where your, you got to put him. Your, your, your playoff hopes are hanging on by a thread anyway. Put him in there, let him learn. Let him, let him take his licks now. That way, beginning of 2023, he's strong, sturdy, ready to play.
2: I think what is going to happen is you put Penning a left tackle. That way he actually gets play of where mm-hmm. you anticipate him playing. Uh, you move James Hurst to probably left guard since he's more used, even though he could go either side, probably a little more used to the, the left, left side more yep. recently. And then you put Calvin Throckmorton at, at right, right guard. guard.
1: Awesome awesome
2: awesome sauce god
1: what a great um, offensive line
2: I, I talked about the o-line shuffling and then a little more uh in my article uh you'll be able to see it tomorrow morning it's going to post uh at eight in the morning so anytime after that if you want to go check it out before the game starts on saturday afternoon beautiful go for it beautiful meshes friday five
1: gotta love meshes friday five yeah you do it was it a, was it a festive friday five you throw in some christmas sprinkles in there uh, unfortunately No, you not. didn't. Nah. Scrooge, just went st- you Grinch. He's <laughs> just straight to business. Look, hot take, Oh, Grinch is not a bad person. He's just 100% misunderstood.
2: Not a bad person. He was just a bad mindset at first, yep. but then he got changed.
1: Just misunderstood. Trevor Penning said with the media earlier this week that he is getting more acclimated each week. Yeah, well, week by week, I'm feeling a lot more comfortable at, uh, you know, kind of my role I've, I've been doing at Jumbo Tight End. So, um, yeah, every week it just gets I get more comfortable and um, things start to kind of click more. So, yeah. Look at you using big words, acclimated. Look at you, James. That's impressive. This man, this man used the word
2: acclimated. Incredible. It's acting like it's that's an educated ass word. I mean, it kind of is. This man said, hmm. "Getting what, more better at my position." What,
1: what's the word? What's a good word for more comfortable? Oh, I know, acclimated. Very impressive. Anyways, Trevor Pinning also was asked, "How is he feeling, both mentally and physically?" Physically, I feel great. I mean, it's it almost feels like my foot. It feels like nothing really happened. I mean, physically maybe a little behind because I haven't been. I wasn't doing a lot of football related stuff. Really, it was more working on rehab. But. Um, yeah, it feels great. i back, being back out there. Mentally, I feel great. Um, just excited to you know keep playing football. All right, James, let's make our picks. Saints, Browns.
2: Gonna go with the black and gold on this one. Oh, I'm gonna take the, the playoff hopes rise to six <laughs> percent. Right? Yeah. Moves, moves to four and a half. Sweet. Because um, if you. I know this sounds crazy, but, I mean, we've seen the Saints get a little creative with Rashid Shaheed. I think in this game, you're not going to pass the ball very much. So I think you doing, like, jet sweeps and end rounds and kind of just finding new ways to hand the ball off and get the ball into Rashid Shaheed's hands, that way you don't have to throw it and risk it in the air. Taysom Hill, hopefully see a lot of Taysom Hill package because that way it's less on Andy Dalton's hands and that way you aren't having to run Alvin Kamara into Miles Garrett's arms every time. So cha- that way, it's a nice change up.
1: Give, give me, give me the Browns. Give me the Browns. Tampa wins and our misery ends. I mean,
2: yeah, because if the Saints lose and the Bucks win, then the Saints are officially eliminated.
1: Let, let's just let's just move on. He said, to, just to twenty twenty three. Just put them down. I mean, all, all that's going to happen if they win is our hopes are going to continue. It's t- just there for another to week. rise. And continue to rise, and it's going to be just like it was last year. Goes down to the final Sunday, and you have to depend on other people to do their job, and it's not going to happen.
2: And then you're just
1: going to be brokenhearted. No, I, the, I don't
2: want that again. It's the Saints' way.
1: I don't want that again. End it now. I'm prepared for it. it just let it happen.
2: Seahawks and Chiefs. Even it's, though I, even though I've been thoroughly surprised with the Seahawks this year. Oh, dude, yeah. It's the Chiefs. It's hey, you, it's Mahomes and Kelsey. In Kansas City, no less. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I'm going to have to go with the Chiefs on this Chiefs,
1: one. Chiefs roll.
2: I wouldn't say roll.
1: Oh, they roll. They I roll. wouldn't say roll.
2: I think it's a lot closer than you think. I think it ends up being within a touchdown. Oh,
1: Okay. Giants and Vikings. Can Brian Dable expose Kirk Cousins? Can he do it?
2: What time of the day are they playing? Oh, Lord.
1: It is a noon game.
2: Oh, Going to get good old Kirk. I was going to say technically primetime Kirk. Right, that's that's primetime Kirk. (laughs) Primetime Kirk. But whenever Kirk is in primetime, that's that's Hall of Fame Kirk Cousins right there. It's not so good Kirk Cousins. Uh, Well, if that's the case, usually, here's the thing. Usually when you watch teams make a really big comeback, they really falter the next week. So I'm going to go out on a limb here, even though, the Vikings have won, and they've won the NFC North. They've had a lot of comebacks this year. At some point soon, I think that's gonna that's gonna catch up to them. I think it, I think the the Giants. Vikings eventually lose. In like the first, maybe maybe they get lucky and get to the second round. But looking at it for right now, oh yeah, I like Saquon and I like Daniel Jones. I, I think they get a surprise win here.
1: I'm going with the Giants as well. Uh, Bengals and Patriots. Bengals have been red hot. You've got all three receivers back now. The pass protection has gotten a lot better over the last couple of weeks.
2: The O-line's starting to figure it out. They're starting to gel.
1: It's scary what happens when Joe Burrow has time. Um, Bengals win. I'm not going to say easily. I was going to
2: say, because it's the Patriots. They always find weird ways to keep themselves in the game. Bengals win. But I'm, I'm definitely taking Cincinnati.
1: Commanders and Niners.
2: Niners. Commanders. Ooh, Heineke! You're just you're just so high on Heineke.
1: Heineke's getting some Jordan ones in in maroon and gold. And then, hands
2: off my Heineke!
1: Oh my god! Please please trademark that phrase. Um, Packers Dolphins on Christmas Day. D- does Tua put another scoop in the grave that is Aaron Rodgers' retirement? Yeah, yeah.
2: I'm definitely looking at Miami to win this game. Yeah. They knew, they almost got past Buffalo. They almost got them, but I, I think they're—I think they take over and beat Green Bay. Eagles like like by ten.
1: Eagles, Cowboys, Minshew, Dak, Michael Parsons is gonna
2: eat. I think this is where we kind of separate as well, because I'm going with the Eagles. I know it sounds crazy. Because you, you, it's you love Gardner, which is fine. So do I. But here's the, but here's the thing with that. The mud flap, Mississippi mud flap, love that. Here's here's the thing though, because Gardner mentioned when the Eagles won last year, and that was with that squad not being as good. Yeah, but they've they've taken a whole nother level. He's got more weapons on offense. The defense is even better than it was last year. Dallas Goddard's coming back, and hopefully they actually use Miles Sanders this week.
1: Gardner can't play one game a year and be successful. You can't. Eventually, you're going to have a you're bad just, game. You're
2: just, you're just asking for one game. You're gonna have play one good game, Gardner. You're going to have
1: a bad game because of how rusty you are. I, I don't think he plays well. I think the Cowboys' secondary picks him off a, a few times. Maybe twice. Not a few times. Three-plus seems like a lot. Uh, but I could see him throwing multiple picks, and Cowboys win. Jags-Jets tonight.
2: I really like what the Jags have been doing, but second... Oh, ver- you're picking Zach Wilson? Second verse, same as the first. Epic comeback by the Jags last week against the Cowboys. Uh, but it's going to be a short week for him since they played tonight. It's going to be a quick turnaround. Uh, to me, even though I don't like Zach Wilson, I- he's not a good quarterback, I think the Jets will win in spite of Zach Wilson.
1: Louisiana and Houston.
2: I'm going to go out on a limb. Really lean on that defense for Louisiana. Run the ball. Create a turnover to get the dub.
1: I'm going Cajuns as well. Houston's got a high-powered offense, but I think the weather is going to slow them down a little bit and kind of even out this matchup a little bit. Zion Zion Hill Green makes some big plays in the second half of this game. He's one sack away from the sack record. Uh, and he, he wants to go out as the all-time sack leader, uh, so I think he gets that done tomorrow. Cajuns, like you said, force a turnover or two and get a big win in their first ever appearance in the Independence Bowl. i uh, will take a timeout here. Brian Fisher of Fox Sports joins us next. We'll talk signing day and the bowl games this weekend right here on The Game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station in your home for the LSU Tigers and the World Series champion, Houston Astros
0: helpful holiday tip number 48 before you light a roaring holiday fire make sure the flue is open having your house filled with smoke and the fire department dropping by is not cheerful this helpful holiday tip brought to you by your family at the game 1037 lafayette and 1041 lake charles southwest louisiana's sports station
1: Back here on Crunch Time, Matt Miguez, James Mesh, four-star cornerback Desmond Ricks has committed to Alabama. Shocker. Surprise, surprise. That Mercedes is going to look nice in his driveway in Alabama. Oh, God. Good for him, I guess. Brian Fisher of Fox Sports covering college football joins us on the game hotline. Brian, thanks so much for taking the time, man. How are you?
9: I'm doing well. Good to be on with you.
1: Early signing period has been a- about as crazy as we expected it to be. Uh, what have been your thoughts so far as day two kind of comes to a close?
9: Uh, well, I'm, I'm kind of ready ready to get rid of it, and uh, you know I think that uh, is not only the, the sense of amongst uh, the, the folks that I'm, I'm talking with in terms of the coaches and all, all the administrators and whatnot, but uh, you know, it does feel like this is just, um, you know, the, the concept of surrounding uh, the early signing period would, you know, sounded great in practice, but uh, as, as it's actually uh, come into reality, you know, I, I think everybody understands some of the uh, difficulties of, of it being at this point of the year. You know, we, we got bowl games on, we got the, a lot of things going on. And as much as some of these kids, uh, you know, ultimately want to sign, uh, you know, maybe maybe taking another month, month and a half uh, to kind of sort out the landscape and uh, see ultimately where where they want to sign is uh, a little bit more prudent. But it's uh, it's it's another national signing day. Chaos follows that wherever it goes.
1: You know, looking at the rankings, obviously Alabama and Georgia had had big days yesterday, uh, but one team that was kind of a surprise was Oregon. You know, after Dante Moore flips to UCLA, they. They still had a, a great class, ended up being third ranked in, in most by most services. Uh, what, you, what were your thoughts on Dan Lanning's job yesterday?
9: Yeah, I think that was the story of the day, uh, just in terms of the momentum uh, that, that Oregon had. And I, I know, obviously, there was a little drama surrounding Peyton Bowen, the, the five-star uh, there at in Guyon in North Texas, and uh, eventually signing with, with Oklahoma. And uh, that takes a little bit of, away from it, but uh, not a whole lot. I mean, this is a, a national uh, class for, for uh, you know Dan Lanning, and I think kind of reaffirms not only – uh, you know what what Oregon has been doing in terms of uh, making it a priority to recruit, but you know recruit at a similar level that uh, you know we, he he's accustomed to uh, in, in the SEC. That that's the mentality that those coaches kind of bring to the table. That is certainly the the program approach, and it paid off in this class. So it's really that that it's not that that first class that I think you know head coaches uh you're you're always left scrambling it's that one right after um that you can develop those relationships you know really make a dent and uh, i think with the ducks and and dan lanning that's certainly what they did with the 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 five stars they landed and, and really landed against uh, some of their rivals like um you know mateo Uyunga lele away from usc you know keeping them uh you know away from some of their rivals like washington in the pack 12 i think that's 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 as big for dan lanning i think as the momentum that they had on, on wednesday
1: talking about Mateo Ugialale, you know, DJ is, is a guy who is sitting in the transfer portal right now, looking for a spot to land. I know Bo Nix is returning at Oregon, but you know, where does where does DJ go?
9: That that is a uh, a million dollar question. You know, I, I think you you kind of penciled in some landing spots. You kind of thought UCLA, okay, all right. Well, you know, that, that was not uh, not necessarily the fit that I think everybody expected, and then they get Dante Moore. Uh, you thought maybe Oregon could have been a landing spot. Certainly some of those West Coast locations uh, a little bit closer to his home in L.A. And um, you know what? Just kind of one by one, a lot of the potential landing spots, you kind of see uh, see those dominoes start to fall. And uh, it's going to be very intriguing in terms of, you know, ultimately where he where he can go. I think he can still contribute. Uh, obviously, there, there's some inherent talent there. Uh, you know, I think if, if you get some some better offensive linemen in front of him, get some better weapons on the outside, uh, you know, he, he he's a guy that... Uh, can still live up to that five-star billing. We've seen it in flashes, and uh, you know the the uh, the market not being quite as hot for him uh, is a bit interesting. But um, I think that's kind of one of the stories um, of this month is where uh, he could ultimately land and what kind of impact he could have uh, on a number of programs that uh, I think he can come in and start for right away.
1: Travis Hunter was the number one recruit last year. He shocked the nation when he signed with Deion Sanders in Jackson State. Now Deion Sanders, the head coach at Colorado. Last night, Travis Hunter announces that he's transferring to Colorado. Uh, is anybody surprised by that
9: move? I, I, I don't think so, just because of the relationship that uh, he, he had obviously developed with Deion. And and I think you got to keep in mind, too, they're probably going to allow him to play both ways. That's not necessarily commonplace, especially at the Power 5 level in a league like the Pac-12. So I'm sure that was part of the selling pitch as well. Uh, not only can you come and develop yourself against better competition uh, than once you face the Jackson State, but you can probably play both ways. And let's face it, given the talent deficiencies there on that bus roster, uh, he's somebody that can come in right away, not only start, but... Make an impact and, and really kind of showcase his skills, um, you know, at a, at a much higher level. And so I think that's probably uh, played into it. Obviously, you developed those relationships with a lot of the, a lot of the assistants that kind of followed uh, Dion for, from Jackson State up to, uh, to Boulder. So probably no surprise at all. I think just uh, everybody kind of assumed that was going to be the case, even though there was kind of that that little interim period there. Uh, ultimately, between when he went into the portal and thinking, all right, you know, this is a five-star guy. Maybe he does want to explore. Some different opportunities, but uh, ultimately that familiarity, I think, with, with the coaching staff and, and that relationship that he's uh, truly developed uh, with, with Deion is, is going to be kind of kind of one out, certainly at the end.
1: One guy a lot of people are still watching is Carmani McLean. You know, you, you look at a top recruit like that, the top cornerback in the class, and it's interesting that they don't sign in the early signing period in, in this day and age. They still link to Miami, still link to Florida as well. But people have been talking about Deion Sanders maybe pulling him and getting the top corner in back-to-back years. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts on this kid?
9: Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, you know, I think definitely delaying uh, you know the, the signing, and w- which is always surprising to me that that more. Kids in his position, you know, as the five stars can maybe let the, the, the transfer portal and, and certainly kind of roster shake out a little bit, a little bit, uh, little bit more uh, if, if you kind of wait until February. Um, but you know, I, I think at the end of the day, this is uh, probably going to end up being still a, a Miami Florida battle. From from everything that I've heard, certainly, uh, you know, originally kind of everybody was leaning, thinking he w- would go to the Gators, uh, flip back over to Miami, and now now things uh, a little bit chaotic down there, but. You know, look. Everybody's going to save a spot for a five-star kid, and uh, that, that is going to include Colorado. Uh, I'm sure Dion is, is doing everything he can to not only get in touch, but uh, make sure that Colorado's name is attached to somebody like that. Um, you know, in, in the recruiting ranks, and, and we'll ultimately see uh, where he ends up with. But um, you, you can never have a good not enough good corners, and I think that's uh, true whether you're taking them in from the transfer portal or uh, recruiting them out of high school. And so that's why uh, not only is a five-star, and, and you understand the value there, but uh, you understand the value in today's game in college football that uh, you can have somebody make an impact like that.
1: Brian Fisher of Fox Sports joining us here on Crunch Time looking a little closer to to our backyard. Jaden Daniels announced that he is returning to LSU for his senior season after a a monstrous junior year. Uh, what are your thoughts on Daniels coming back and how much better does that make LSU in the national title picture for next year?
9: uh you know a lot better you know just to have that stability of of having your starting quarterback come back and, and obviously the you know the familiarity with the coaching staff and the offense and and being able to kind of integrate uh you know some of the new recruits or some of the guys that are coming in from the transfer portal just um you know that that makes things so much easier for for Brian Kelly and company and you know let's face it not only did they they get that big win over Alabama and certainly uh you know win win the SEC West this year but um this is still a program that's uh, still putting those pieces in in place uh, to to make runs at national titles These type of things, uh, when when you get the quarterback back, uh, will help, and and you know he'll have a better supporting cast. Obviously, the offensive line uh, probably pretty much expected to come back. He'll have those playmakers on the outside. He 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 can really elevate his his draft stock. You know, I I think that's that's the one thing that uh, I had in in, in my mind is yeah, you could you could leave. Maybe you could be you know a day three type of pick. um, You know, if, if if you get really hot in terms of that pro day circuits and impress guys that way. But, uh, you know, the biggest way is just to win and, and, and show it out on the field. And I think this was definitely a move made towards that end uh, because he, he can have proven a lot. You know, I, I think there were – some ups and downs um, you know, this year in Baton Rouge for him, but uh, at the end of the day, uh, the inherent talent is there for, for, for him. And if, if he can kind of pull it all together and uh, have, have some, some consistency, which he really has not had uh, throughout his career, uh, I think that will go a long way in terms of his ultimate draft stock and, and moving on after next year.
1: Thoughts on Brian Kelly putting together a top-10 recruiting class in his first full cycle in Baton Rouge?
9: Yeah, you know, I I mean, pretty solid effort. Again, like I was saying earlier, this is kind of where you expect to see those gains start to be made. And and let's face it, it it's helpful uh, being able to rely on that in-state talent, uh, like you like you can at LSU. But uh, you know, you you still you you look at the, the rankings. As much as it's a top 10 class, you're still behind. Uh, certainly, your two big rivals in Alabama and Georgia—you know, the kind of the lording over the SEC—and you also got to keep in mind that uh, they were still behind Texas and Oklahoma, which will be joining and, and kind of be in in that regional play as well uh, moving forward. That you got to got to keep in mind as well. But um, you know, it was a class that that I kind of felt had some Brian Kelly uh, imprint on it. You know, you're you're going into different states. You're going into Nevada and then. And, and Minnesota and and some of these other areas that are not really traditional, uh, you know, LSU recruiting territory. And, and I think that is kind of the mark of somebody who has been recruiting nationally for so long there at Notre Dame. And uh, you, you combine that with what you can have, uh, you know, in state. I, I think that's a, obviously a winning formula uh, for the Tigers moving forward. And I think it's a pr- pretty solid class. But I think you still you still kind of want more. And I think that's kind of kind of the the, the situation that uh, pretty much every program in the SEC find them, finds themselves in.
1: The bowl games so far Brian have been a lot of fun been entertaining uh, but man you know after we get past Christmas and get closer to New Year's Eve, New Year's Day and into the national championship game, things are about to get a lot more entertaining.
8: Oh absolutely this, this
9: is uh, this is where we're uh, the, the, uh, all, all the all the bowl games and, and it's, it's you know one after another you know you're three or four per day. Uh, you know, and, and some fun matchups. You know, you look at like the Alamo Bowl, you know, like that there should be a ton of points in there, two really creative play callers there, and Steve Sarkees and Calen DeBoer, some some pretty good quarterbacks involved as well. Uh so I, I, I can't wait. This this is the most fun time of year. And uh, you know, it's just kind of based on the on the way the calendar shakes out, you know, pretty pretty nice for anybody that has some, some additional time off between kind of that Christmas and New Year's uh stretch.
1: Independence bowl tomorrow is a game we're looking at here in southwest Louisiana, Louisiana and Houston going up to Shreveport where the temperatures are going to be at a wind chill of 9 degrees going to going to be a rough game for for people that that usually play in the heat
9: Oh yeah, absolutely. well that's that's the case for for a lot of games, even even including tonight, uh, you know, with Baylor and Air Force. I mean, that is, you know, the, the weather impact, uh, not just in terms of uh, fans getting the games, uh, potential travel issues uh, going into next week. I, I mean, I know a lot of coaches are are kind of fretting just in terms of the conditions and the elements that they might play uh, at, at some of these places that they're not used to uh, that, and so that's. Certainly going to be a factor. And, um, you know, the Ind- Independence Bowl, it, it, it's a great bowl game typically. I, I'm just kind of uh, going to be very curious to see how both sides. You know, approach this between between opt-outs, between transfers, that sort of thing. Um, you know, it does kind of take a, a bit of a different uh, look, and, and I think this is much more of a, a, a game that you can look at more towards 2023. I think that's what you know Dana Holgerson's approach is, is definitely going to be, even though they're going to send Clayton Tune out. Uh, hopefully, with with with, the, with a win as they they, they are hoping to. Uh, but at the end of the day, this is a you know really a, a kind of designed for. for some of those youngsters, to kind of show up and and, and step up and and see what they can do, even though the elements there uh, might not be uh, quite conducive uh, for for them to do that.
1: Brian Fisher of Fox Sports joining us. Brian, thank you for taking the time, man. Have a great weekend. Merry Christmas to you and your family, and uh, we'll talk to you again.
9: I appreciate that, and we we will definitely do that down the road. And there he goes,
1: Brian Fisher of Fox Sports.
9: Your Alexa
1: or Google Home speakers help out around the house. They allow you to control your lights, your thermostats, and more. But did you know it can also play the game? Just ask Alexa or Google Home to play the game, Southwest Louisiana. Do the smart thing and have the game with you at your office, your home, and everywhere you go. We'll wrap up the week on the other side right here on the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and World Series champion Houston Astros.
0: Helpful holiday tip number 60. Debating whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not is pointless. Die Hard is awesome. So go ahead and sit back and watch John McClain kick butt. This helpful holiday tip is brought to you by your family at the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: You had to, didn't you? Ah. Ah. There it is. You had to hit me with Mariah Carey one time. There you go, buddy. There's your Christmas present from me.
2: To the end of the show. Oh,
1: God. There it is. Welcome back to Crunch Time. Matt Miguez, James Mesh. Got about a minute or so left. Uh, I want to take this opportunity to thank our guests, Corey Diaz, Jake Crane, Brian Fisher, uh, for joining us. No show tomorrow due to the Christmas holiday. No show Monday as well. We won't be back till Tuesday the 27th. You'll get a nice break from James and I, but we'll be back locked, loaded, and ready to roll on Tuesday's edition of Crunch Time. For James Mesh, I'm Mad guys wishing everybody a safe and happy and a very merry Christmas weekend. Uh, be safe, be well, give a hug to your mom and them. We'll be back on Tuesday right here on the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, and your home for the LSU Tigers and the World Series champion, Houston Astros.